SBS Radio. In this bulletin, retired indigenous AFL player not surprised by Hawthorne racism scandal and calls for wider investigation into the entire AFL. Concerns about identity theft for millions of Australians after a cyber attack on Optus. And the debate about an Australian Republic continues as federal parliament reconvenes. Reactions to the Hawthorne racism bombshell continue to flow. Talking to Fox News, retired Indigenous AFL player Eddie Bates expressed his shock and sorrow at the allegations and called for a wider investigation. It's tough and it is hard, but I'm always going to I'm always going to believe the players and the brothers. So you believe all the allegations? Well, it keeps happening. It's, it, we we grow up with this stuff. It's not just like I said, not just the AFL system, or it's all these systems. Every football club should do a review like this. Every football club should come out and do an external review, um, contact you know the Indigenous players, the past Indigenous players, and, and see how that footy club was. Indigenous Australians Minister Linda Barney says delegations made against key figures at the AFL's Hawthorne Football Club are sickening at best. An external review commissioned by the club uncovered allegations some young First Nations players were told to break up with their partners and one urged to terminate his partner's pregnancy for the sake of his career. Ms. Barney says there will be a King's Council and a committee appointed to investigate the issue thoroughly. The effects on individuals, on families, on communities is absolutely devastating. But let's not pretend that racism lives at Hawthorne. It is right throughout society and we need to look at it broadly because it diminishes everybody. It comes as Hawthorne's former head of coaching, Chris Fagan, is denying any wrongdoing in the AFL's racism scandal. Mr Fagan says he is deeply distressed by the allegations and will cooperate with an independent investigation into the claims. He is taking leave from his current position as coach of the Brisbane Lions. Activists opposed opposing the monarchy took to the streets yesterday on uh, the National Day of Mourning for Queen Elizabeth II to voice support for First Nations people. The Abolish Abolish the Monarchy campaign held protests to raise awareness about the suffering of indigenous people under the colonization of the British Empire. In Melbourne, campaigner Tarin Onas-Williams said colonialism and the monarchy are closely tied together. Lots of our community are feeling pain after seeing everybody mourn the Queen's death. She represents lots of violence and genocide and stolen land for our people and I think it's really important that we um, come together and um, do this healing ceremony uh, as a community because it is hard to watch this country mourn a monarch who represents the destruction of our lands and our people. The Australian Competition and Consumer Commission is warning cyber criminals could have access to enough information to steal identities of millions of, of Optus customers. The telecommunications giant has confirmed users' personal information has been accessed in a major breach. Optus says it took action to block the attack as soon as they learned about it. 
ScamWatch is advising Optus customers to change their online account passwords and enable multi-factor authentication for their online banking. Defence Minister Richard Miles is being circumspect about, the, about who might be behind the attack. He says government agencies are working with Optus on the matter. Uh, well, it is very concerning. I'm limited in what I can say. Um, the Australian Cyber Security Centre is working very closely with Optus and I know Optus is uh, doing everything it can in what's obviously a very difficult moment for them. The federal position says the government needs to toughen online privacy and data protection laws. Federal Parliament is again sitting after being delayed for the death of Queen Elizabeth II. Both houses have offered condolences for the death of the late Queen and to mark the ascension of King Charles. Some parliamentarians have used the occasion to call for Australia to become a republic. Queen's leader Adam Bant says it's possible to be respectful of the late Queen and simultaneously want Australia to move on from having the British sovereign as head of state. Mr. Bunt says Australia now has a landmark opportunity. Now is the time to look back honestly and to move forward with courage, grace and humility. We can use this moment to genuinely empower people, to choose our own leader, to own up to our past and forge a future as a country like so many countries who have embraced their independence. Workers in the New South Wales public sector, including casual staff, have had their domestic violence leave doubled. As of the first of the first of January, they will be able to have twenty paid twenty paid twenty days of paid domestic violence leave per calendar. Those who are providing support to a victim of domestic violence will be allowed to use their careers leave. The changes came after consultation with unions, government employers, and domestic violence experts. About 1.3 million employees nationwide currently have access to paid domestic leave. This number will go up to 11 million if the federal government's proposed legislation passes. The federal government is proposing that any Australian worker have access to 10 days of such leave by August of 2023. Currently, all workers have access to 5 days of such leave. Ukraine's foreign minister has attacked his Russian counterpart at the UN Security Council. Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov defended his country's record and accused Ukraine and its allies of threatening his country before walking out of the UN Security Council chamber after his speech. Ukrainian Foreign Minister Dmitry Kuleba lampooned Mr. Lavrov's departure by referencing reports that many people are leaving Russia after President Vladimir Putin announced the immediate call-up of 300,000 troops for the war in Ukraine. Mr. Kuleba says Mr. Lavrov's walkout, walkout shows Russian diplomats are fleeing like Russian soldiers. Mr. Kuleba says Russia thinks it can get away with anything. Russia is shameless. They sit at the chair they occupied in 1991 on dubious legal grounds, armed with a veto right and the feeling of total impunity. Russians are confident that they can get away with anything and they are entitled to do anything they want. They think this seat allows them to violate borders in a 19th century style imperialist conquest. The head of the UN World Programme food program has issued a dire warning. Executive Director David Beasley says the war in Ukraine, the COVID-19 pandemic, inflation and climate change have combined to have 300 million people living on the the brink of starvation. 
Mr. Beasley says the world produces enough food to feed all 7.7 billion people on this planet. But he says 50% of that food needs fertilizer and the world's number one producer of fertilizer, China, has a complete export ban on fertilizer. Whilst the number two producer of fertilizer, Russia, is having problems exporting it because of its war in Ukraine. Mr. Beasley says the entire situation must be addressed immediately. We're facing a food pricing problem in 2022 that's creating havoc around the world. Well, if we don't get on top of this thing quickly, and I don't mean next year, I mean this year, you will have a food availability problem in 2023, and that's going to be hell on Communities on the New South Wales-Queensland border are on high alert after alert for flash flooding. More than 20 centimetres of rain fell in three hours in some areas. A number of inland river catchments are flooded and expected to stay that way over coming months. There's also major flooding in the northwestern New South Wales town of Weewa and Warren. Multiple climate factors are behind what is happening, including a rare third consecutive La Nina. Rescue workers will work today in an attempt to save the final three surviving whales from a port stranded on the west coast of Tasmania. 230 whales stranded themselves on on Ocean Beach near Macquarie Harbour, south of the town of Strahan, earlier this week. Most have died, but 32 of the 35 surviving whales have been refloated with rescuers, which rescuers of there were around 50 say is a terrific result. The three remaining wells have not been able to be accessed so far due to the challenging location and tidal conditions. After that, workers will move to to disposing of the 200 dead wells, which could be quite a time-consuming process. And now to sport and in football, Socorro's coach Graham Arnold says there are some mitigating circumstances behind his side's underwhelming performance against New Zealand. Australia has beaten New Zealand on a wet night in Brisbane, 1-0, a goal from long range, our mobile in the 33rd minute, proving the difference between the two sides. But other than that goal, it was an unimpressive performance from Australia. Arnold says logistical difficulties getting the team together were a factor. If there's one thing a little bit disappointing is I thought we lost the physical battle. I thought the, the New Zealanders um, <clears throat> were quite physical, but the uh, boys just arrived and, you know, Milos Degenek arrived yesterday morning and flights out of London have been difficult to get the players out because of, you know, cancelled flights or packed flights for, for the Queen's but, uh, morning and... Uh, um, but overall, um, I thought, uh, you know, we should have scored a couple more goals. The match was Australia's last game on home soil before the World Cup in November. They'll play New Zealand again in New Zealand on Sunday. And now having a look at the weather around the country, Broome, a sunny day, 38 degrees, Perth, sunny as well in the top of 20, Adelaide, possible shower, 17 degrees, Melbourne, showers, 16, Hobart, much the same, 18 degrees, Albury, Wodonga, mostly cloudy, 17, Canberra, a few showers, 19 degrees, Wollongong, showers, also 19 degrees, Sydney, a few showers, easing, 21 degrees, Newcastle, a shower, or two, 22 degrees, Brisbane, partly cloudy, 26, Townsville, sunny day ahead, 31 degrees, Cairns mostly sunny 32, Alice Springs sunny 31, Darwin partly cloudy 34 degrees and the Torres Strait Islands a mostly cloudy day and a top of 31 degrees and that is NITV Radio News. 
Want to hear more stories like this? Listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from.